Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Helen Wilkie. Helen, uh, you are the executive's book coach, and you are found on the web at theexecutivesbookcoach.com. Helen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me, Josh. I'm delighted to be here. Certainly. And you are well-traveled. Uh, and in fact, I was trying to place your accent as we started uh, uh, from an American's perspective, uh, <laughs> you know, as we started chatting. Uh, explain your, your timeline as you've kind of been around the world. <laughs> okay. I was born and grew up in Scotland. And I think that's still predominantly the accent that I have. Sure. And when I was a young woman, I moved to Canada intentionally for one year for an adventure but I met my husband and I stayed there for most of my adult life mm -hmm. and my husband died a number of years ago and I started to do a little bit of traveling and I found Argentina and I moved here two and a half years ago wow. and I called Buenos Aires my home oh my goodness tell me why you moved to Buenos Aires well I came on vacation first yeah. And I just fell in love with it. As soon as I got here, I thought, oh, wow, I think this is my place. And uh, I came for another two-week vacation. Then I came for three months. Then I came for six months. And then six months. And finally, I thought, this is ridiculous. This is where I want to be. So I just moved here. Yeah, excellent. So, Helen, um, you, you, you kind of stepped into helping executives get their books done. Um, yes. Why? Why did you go into that field? Well, for I was for 20 years, I was a professional keynote speaker and I spoke on the field of um, communication in the workplace. But as you know, Josh, when you're in the speaking field, people expect you to write books. And mm -hmm. I wrote a number of books in my area. And then when I moved to Argentina, even when I started coming down here for just part of the year, the logistics became difficult. And I decided maybe it was time to move on. And so it was a natural move for me to move into the book world. And I actually did, I didn't specialize at first. I worked with a number of different people and I wrote different kinds of books with them. We did books of, you know, personal memoirs. We did how-to books, books that people wanted to use to raise their profile and all that kind of thing. But I decided that I wanted to specialize because there are 47 gazillion book coaches out there now, as you know. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to specialize. And I'm very comfortable in the corporate world. I'm very comfortable speaking to and dealing with people in the C-suite, senior um, executives. And so, and I believe very strongly that these people should be writing books. And so many of them agree and they say, I've wanted to write a book for years and I've just never got around to it or I don't know where to start. They need help. And so that's why I went into executive book coaching. Wow. All right. So let's talk about why an executive might want to produce a book. What, what's in it for them? 
Well, it's different for senior executives than it is for people who are haven't quite established their, their, their career yet and who write books for marketing purposes. But these people that I deal with are either at or reaching the pinnacle of their careers. And they've built something. In, in many cases, they've built a company. They've built some kind of organization. And that is, to all intents and purposes, their legacy. And I believe very strongly that the way to safeguard your legacy is to tell the story yourself, the way you lived it. And the way to do that is to write a book. So in, in a nutshell, senior executives should write books to safeguard their legacy. Yeah. You know, there's a quote, if you don't tell your story, someone else will. <laughs> And you may not like the way they tell it. That's right. You know, coming from a background in communication, that's especially true. You know, uh, you know, coming at it from a media perspective, you know, if you are silent on something that you probably should be involved in the conversation on, people will fill in the gaps and you may not like, um, you know, what their interpretation is. That's right. Uh, and, and the other thing is, it may not be written at all. And then your legacy, the fact that it's your legacy, will be lost. And that's the subject of my book. It's a, it's a little story. It's a fable about a guy who knew he should write the book, but never seemed to get around to it. And it's a story of, it's a whimsical little story about what happens. And then he's given a second opportunity to, to correct the problem. But I told it as a story, a little fable to make it easy to read, but it's a very, very serious point that I'm making. Yeah. So, Helen, um, when, when people say, listen, I've got a book in me, and I know most business leaders do, most executives feel that way, majority of them do, um, what's holding them back from getting it done? Well, I mean, there's the real reason and then there's the reason that they tell you. <laughs> the, reason, the reason that most executives will give is I don't have time, right. which is, I mean, it's true that all, we're all time crushed. There's no question about that, but it's a question of priorities. And in, in, in fact, the most common real reason that they will admit to me after they've got to know me a bit is they didn't know where to start. These people know how to write. And I, I work with people who have decided to write the book. I don't persuade anybody to write a book. I also don't teach writing skills. These people write in the course of their work every day. So they know how to write. They know how to write reports and so forth. But writing a book is a different thing. And it's daunting. And so that's really the reason that they don't know where to start. And they're scared that they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Well. So let's talk about, and I know that you provide um, lots of great resources um, in helping people. You have an e-course and so forth um, that, that help people with getting started. And, and yeah. what might kind of a, a plan look like? Well, my main um, service is coaching, coaching people. These are for people who, yes, they want to write the book themselves, but they need help. And so I coach them through it. And what we do is our first Zoom conversation, which usually lasts a couple of hours, we do a lot of planning. We plan the book and we talk about what the book is. Why are you writing it now? This is the first question. Why are you writing this book and why are you writing it now? So that they're very clear in their minds because it's a lot of work. 
And there will be times during the process when they'll be thinking, why did I get myself into this? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a really strong reason for doing it. So that's the first thing. But then we talk about what is the book going to be about? And we, we talk about the approach to the book, because there are many different approaches to a book, depending on what your end purpose is. And um, the other important thing that we talk about is let's plan how you're actually going to do the writing, how are you going to fit it into your life? Because that's how we get over the problem of, I don't have time for this. So we look, we start at the end, we say, how long should this book be? And I encourage them to look at other books in the bookshop and say, well, yeah, this looks kind of like my book. And count the pages and then see, like approximately, we can figure out how many words. And then the second part of the equation is, when do you want to have the book finished? The, the manuscript finished, because after that, it's a whole other process. But the manuscript, when do you want to finish? And then it's just arithmetic. Well, that means that you're going to have to write X number of words every day or every week. I, I prefer to make it weekly um, between now and then, and then your manuscript will be done. And that, that's the way we do it. And then the thing, the, the other thing that comes out of that first uh, conversation usually is, a draft table of contents. The table of contents is vital to helping you approach the book and actually get started. And people are surprised when I say that, but it's true. It, right up at the front, we've got to have a table of contents. And once you've got a fairly detailed table of contents, and it might not all go into the book because you might have the heading of the chapter and then three lines, which won't find their way into the book. But when you've got them there, it's like pouring jelly into a mold. And, and so you know what you're going to say under each chapter, and it helps you to get started and actually get the words flowing. And once you've started and you can mm -hmm. see that words are coming, then you can, it's more likely that you're going to be able to continue. Yeah. Um, Helen, how are you working with uh, your clients? Like, what, what are you doing? Are you just making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing? Or are you giving them well, advice? Are you editing? Are you, what, how do you fit in? All of the above. <laughs> um, I, I come to people at the point where they are in the journey. Some people have written a, a first draft. And they say, I just want you to edit it. And I look at it and I think, aha, yes, well, let's look a little more closely at exactly what you need to be doing with this, because sometimes it needs more than they think. But also, most of my people come to me and they know they want to write the book. They have the idea what they want to do about it, but that's as far as they've gone with it. And they want to be coached. There are two elements, high level elements to the coaching. One is I poke and prod them to get it done. And that's, that, that's important to people. If they know I'm nipping at their heels, they're going to get their, their words done. And the way we work it is they uh, commit at that first conversation to the number of words that they're going to produce every week. And we set a designated day when they will send it to me. So if I don't get your words by the end of that day, I'm on top of you the next morning to say, where are the words? Where are we standing on this? So that's one thing. And then that's once a week. And then twice a month, we have a Zoom conversation where we talk about the words that they've sent to me. And that brings in the other element of the coaching, which is helping them with the actual writing. Because I feel that I am an advocate for the reader. 
So I read what they've mm-hmm. written at, from the reader's standpoint. So if I don't understand something, there's a good chance that the reader won't either. So oh, we'll yeah. then go back to that and say, why are you saying this? And, and let's let's look at other ways that we might say this as well. So that's kind of helped with the craft of writing. Um, and then, of course, it's there's a whole lot about the structure of a book that has to be malleable. It, it can change as you go through. I'm working right now with a couple, a married couple who are in business together, um, and they have their business, and they've also had a very adventurous life. And it started off as a book about their travels, but with the lessons they learned to put into their book, to put into their business. But now, as the thing has gone on, we've realized that it's not that way. We should start with the lessons they've learned and why their business is so successful and how they got these lessons from their traveling and for their life. So that's a whole restructuring of the book. It's totally different from what we started with. And that happens. And the other last thing I'll say is that the people do get bogged down. In, in the writing field, we call it the muddy middle. There's an energy <laughs> that you get from the beginning. There's a starting energy. It's exciting and you want to get on with it. And there's an energy you get at the end when you feel you're on the last stretch. And it's, it's exciting because you know that there's going to be a book. But the middle can be like struggling through molasses. And so that's another part of my job is to help people through that part. I mean, sometimes I, I talk people off the ledge because they'll say to me, this book is horrible. I don't know why I'm writing this book. Nobody's going to want to read this. This is garbage. And I have to kind of talk them through that and help them to get unstuck and into the right frame of mind. Yeah. Once the book is, you know, let's say it's written um, and they're like, okay, well, now, like, how do I publish it? You know, do, do I just work through Amazon? Do you, do you like Amazon for that? Or are there better solutions? Yeah, Amazon's great. I mean, there are many solutions. But the first thing has to be decided is who's going to publish it? Are you going to self-publish the book, indie publishing, which is what I advocate for most people? Or are you going to pursue um, a traditional publishing contract? I have two of my own books were traditionally published, but the rest are all self-published. And I, it's always been difficult to get a book traditionally published, but today it's even more difficult to the point where many well-known authors are doing a hybrid now. They're, they're doing some of their own, uh, some traditionally published, but they're also publishing their own because there's a lot of prose, prose not many cons. The cons are on the traditional side. But we have to decide this right at the beginning, because if you want to publish traditionally, you don't write the book first. You write a proposal for the book. And mm-hmm. I don't do that. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because no matter how good your proposal is, it can still be turned down. It's expensive to have me write a proposal. And I don't want to take people's money and write a proposal and it goes off and it doesn't get accepted through no fault of theirs or mine. So my clients are all self-publishing. They're all self-publishing the book. And so after the the, the, uh, manuscript is written, I also have a package that I offer to help them publish it and and get it up online and so on. I I do not do the marketing. That is their job. (laughs) I can give them some pointers and help them to give them people to listen to. But I, that's not my thing. My strength is in the writing and helping them to get the book actually written. Yeah. Um, can you think of, uh, you know, 
folks that you've worked with, how they've used that book to help themselves professionally? Um, well, I would say that the ones that um, I used to work with who have written books on, I remember I, wrote, uh, I worked with a guy who was in Wales and he was um, an accountant, but his clients were all dentists. And he wanted to write a book for dentists to help them with the business side of their practice. And because he wanted to establish himself as the accountant for dentists. And that's what he used it for. And he, yeah, he sold some copies on Amazon, but that's not the point. The point is he wanted it to leave behind with potential clients and to send to potential clients, which is basically the way I use this book as well. Um, yes, it sells on Amazon, but mainly it's to attract more business. And that, that's my answer to your question. The main thing is to attract more business. Now, people who are writing it for the legacy, is that it's a little bit different. Um, I actually worked, before I left Canada, my last book that I did, I worked with a lady who was originally from Jamaica, and she was just turning 90. And her family gave her my services as her 90th birthday present. Mm -hmm. And that the whole purpose of that book was, she said, my family doesn't know all these stories about me, all these things that I'm telling you. And I want them to know before I die. And that was her purpose for writing the book. Business legacies are tied to that. They're similar. It's not so much for your family, although, of course, it is for your family as well. Because, I mean, I wonder how much, you know, senior business people's families know about actually what they do and what they've produced. And so there is that element to it. But it's more... It, it's exactly what it is. It's a legacy. It's so that people, the people coming up behind them will know the origins of the company, for example, and who was involved with it at the beginning and the struggles to get it started and, and all those elements to the story. Yeah. All right. So Helen, um, let's, let's say someone's been listening to us. They love the conversation. They go to the executives book coach.com and uh, they want to engage with you. What, what would you recommend that that first step be? Well, I recommend that they contact me by email and we set up a Zoom call like this um, to have a conversation. And it's just a conversation at that point um, to find out what is your book about? Why are you wanting to write this book? Tell me about you. Tell me about your business. And then I tell them what I do. And we basically see if we're a fit. And um, if we are, we go ahead. And if we're not, I can sometimes, quite often, I can give them advice during that conversation that even if they're not going to work with me, they've got somewhere to go into to get themselves started. Yeah. Is it is it expensive to work with you? It's not cheap. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> But I would also like to, to recommend that people get this book. And you, when you go to my site, you can click it. You can, it'll just take you to Amazon and you can order it because this book, it's a very fast, easy read. Mm -hmm. but it, will, it will help you understand why it's important that you write your book and that you write it now. You were holding up a book for our audio listeners. It's called The Book That Saved a Legacy, right? That's it. <laughs> and again, that's at theexecutivesbookcoach.com. And yes. Helen Wilkie, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for this. Thank you, Josh. I've really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure and a privilege.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.